Greetings, friends. I'm John Haspel. This is a Dhamma talk from Cross River Meditation Center in Frenchtown, New Jersey. If you find benefit from this talk, please support the restoration, the preservation, and the presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma with your donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace. Okay, so um, we are, um, I hope I've got this right. I believe we're at the 12th chapter of the Dhammapada. Um, if not, I've prepared the wrong chapter, but I believe we are at the 12th mm -hmm. chapter. And um, it's called um, Atavaga. And the theme of this uh, chapter is all about uh, self-care. So I'll, I'll get started straight away. Uh, the Buddha's words. If one truly cares for themselves, they will diligently practice restraint. The disciple is always mindful of thoughts, words, and deeds. Now, I think this, this concept of um, self-care is, is so important. It's so prevalent in society today. Um, and yet I, I believe that self-care as we've come to know it in modern society is sort of built on the wrong foundations, if you like. Um, you know, it might be built around building and sort of maintaining that sense of sense of ego um, based on what we need to get in order to have that positive sense of self. So maybe we need to get I don't know, more friends. Maybe we need to get a romantic partner or we need to, you know, have a good marriage. We need to get a good job. We even need to, um, you know, when we, if you read articles on self-care, they'll talk about, for example, how, the importance of sleep. It's all about getting good sleep, <laughs> right? Um, and even sort of more, I guess, it evolved, let's call them versions of the self-care industry. Um, they're sort of built around um, this requirement that you develop a positive view of yourself, um, which on the surface sounds sounds good, right? Um, it, it, the only thing there is that it, it requires us to sort of take things personally. And I think this very notion of taking things personally can create conflict and striving um, in, in the mind. So I think the self-care, the, 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 what, what the Buddha means by self-care, as, as he says here, is, is it's all built around restraint and abandonment or, or letting go. You know, being mindful, as he says, of thoughts, words, and deeds, so, so, so as not to get um, attached to any kind of fabricated view of of, of, of self and, and, and taking things too, too personally. And I, I believe this is a, um, you know, a truly liberating approach to self-care because it enables us to realize that at the end of the day, whatever happens, we are okay. And John has reminded me of this um, during his teaching so many times, you know, we're okay as we are and we're okay. It's okay to leave that situation as it is sometimes. Right, because if we can't if we can't do anything about it, it is it is what it is. Right, dukkha occurs. Um, 
I'll, I'll continue with the Buddha's words. The disciple avoids reproach and understands the Dharma before, before they instruct others. The disciple acts as they teach others to act. The disciple controls themselves. Um, Self-control is indeed difficult. Um, and again, I was, I was reading this and I was taken back to, um, again, it's so relevant today, right? In this, this era of, um, um, you know, toxic debate, virtue signal, signaling, and, and, and so many other things. And um, <laughs> I must confess that I, I ended up watching a, um, I don't know how I got sucked into this, but I ended up watching a, um, a debate on YouTube and the title of it was um, Piers Morgan. I don't know if some of you are aware of him. He's a bit of a controversial British journalist. Piers Morgan eats a Big Mac in front of a vegan. <laughs> so I, like, okay, I'm going to come from that. <laughs> and the debate, it was this utterly toxic debate, you know, of, of two sides insulting each other. Um, and, you know, in this particular case, I do feel Piers Morgan had quite a lot of responsibility because it's his show, right? And he's he's creating that culture. Um, uh, but but you know, it, there are examples of this all over society on 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 both extremes, right? Of 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 us just desperate to um, um, teach others, tell others how they're wrong, but not take control of our own lives because, as as we hear here. Um, you know, self-control is difficult. It's far easier to inflate your ego with, with, with virtue signaling or with how great you are compared to someone else. And I feel that the Buddha really cuts, as he always does with his teachings, they're 2,600 years old, and yet they're so relevant and even possibly mm -hmm. more relevant today than ever before um, because we, we, we live in this era of it's so easy to, to put your opinion out there and to, and to sort of compare yourself to others um i'll continue uh, sorry the buddha continues uh, the disciple protects themselves who else could do so fully controlled the disciple achieves what is difficult to achieve and again coming back to this this um uh, uh you know to the reality that this is tough work you know, it's deeply inherent. We're, we're sort of programmed almost to build up this sense of our sense of self in relation to others. And of course, I'm I'm just as complicit in that because I, I clicked on the video and <laughs> I ended up having this feeling of like, I was kind of torn between feeling a bit smug because I was like, at least I'm not like him to, to a bit of loathing of, of that of a person, right? And, and thinking, how can you be like that with one of your guests? And how can you create this toxic environment? Um, and, and again, it comes back to it because self-control is indeed difficult. It's easier to judge others than to really take, take responsibility and show wise restraint um, in, our, in our own, own lives. Uh, the Buddha continues. The suffering a fool does by themselves. Um, sorry, the suffering a fool does by themselves from themselves and produced by themselves, grind themselves down as a diamond grinds a lesser stone. So, you know, the diamond 
is already there, right? The, the diamond is there, and yet we are grinding it down with all of this unnecessary baggage that we build around our lives, these fabricated views. In reality, we are already enough. Um, we don't need to do anything to get to get to get more, you know, to justify this sense of self anymore. We just we just need to be be ourselves. Uh, the Buddha's words. Just, just a single creeper strangles a tree. The depraved fool harms themselves as an enemy would. So again, this focus here, that this reference to just a single creeper strangles a, a, a tree. You know, it reminds us that it just takes one thing. It just takes one thing to, 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 to challenge that sense of self, right? And there is always that one thing. That one thing will always be there in our lives if we allow it to be. It doesn't matter what we get out of life. It doesn't matter um, how much luck we have at one point or we, or we get what we've dreamed of. There's always the reality that, that there'll always be that potential for that single creeper, right? That will, that, that just as it would strangle a tree, that, that, that need for us to, to be constantly vigilant and to be sort of almost protective of our mind and, and what we allow to uh, come into our minds or at least how we relate to our minds, um, which of course makes this work um, challenging, but, but in incredibly worthwhile. Uh, the Buddha's words, hurtful thoughts, words, and deeds are easy to do. Difficult is remaining harmless and helpful. Um, and, you know, I really like, again, the simplicity, the directness of the, of the Buddha's words here, uh, those two words, harmless and helpful, you know, I think that's a brilliant code of ethics for, I mean, we can apply it in, 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 in any aspect of our lives, but it, it got me thinking a lot about right, right livelihood. Um, you know, um, we don't need to feel that we're saving the world through our jobs, um, or, or, or our careers or, or anything else, right. That we're, that we're doing. But, but I think asking those two questions, you know, am I causing harm and, um, and am I helping? I think, I think it just cuts to the core of, of, um, right action and, and right livelihood as, as the Buddha, um, um, uh, sees it. Okay. The Buddha's words. Those with fabricated views who scorn the Dharma and the teachers of the Dharma, this fool produces their own destruction. The fool does harm. The fool is defiled. The disciple abandons hurtful words, uh, thoughts, words, and deeds and makes themselves pure. Purity and impurity depend on oneself and no one can purify another. Uh, I think this word fool, which I know John has sort of um, referenced several times in classes before, and we do, we might have this tendency to, to again, take that a bit personally, right? And um, it might sound a bit judgmental, but I, I, you know, I think it's, 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 it's somebody who acts foolishly in the context of, of the Buddha's Dharma, right? In, 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 in the context of these, of these teachings and, as we've heard in this um, in this teaching, it's it's difficult. We're, we're all 
most probably falls right on occasion i know i am um, and and it's just that 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 um it, it teaches so much humility the dharma right? because and it, 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 in the in the process it makes us a lot more uh it gives us that p- potential to be more 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 empathetic to others who are acting foolishly because we all know that we again i speak for myself um but but i act foolishly on um, still on a daily basis. I'm just slightly more aware of it now and, um, and, and, and trying, to, um, trying to show a little bit more restraint than perhaps I would have done previously. Um, but yeah, I mean, just coming back to, to this idea of, um, um, you know, trying to, trying to um, uh, sort of almost make somebody else, right, pure, this idea that, that, that we can, we can change other people. Again, coming back to that, you know, the debate that I saw on 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 YouTube. These two people were just a little bit deluded, right? To think, or foolish, let's say, to think that they could convert the other person. Um, um, but maybe, just maybe, if they had taken the role of being harmless and helpful, um, then then at least, at the very least, they would have found a sense of peace themselves. Um, and, and you never know, they may have influenced, um, been in a better position to others in, in a positive way. So the Buddha's words, do not neglect one's own welfare for the sake of another, however enticing. Knowing clearly one's own welfare first, the disciple can now be intent on calm. And, and, and those are the final words, you know, um, the disciple can now be intent on calm. And that's what we all practicing here right calm or all else uh and and calm really is the 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 culmination of of this wise restraint that we're that we're that we're talking about and i i just find once i sort of um almost set calm as the north star of my life right practice for calm becomes your north star um, then you can still do lots of other things, but it just, it, it somehow is just so liberating. Um, and it, it, it really has at, at least, you know, transformed my experience of life and has enabled me to um, um, also gain a lot more purpose and, and meaning um, in, in that life. So I uh, thank uh, the Buddha and of course uh, this uh, Sangha, for that and for all the, the wisdom and the uh, encouragement that they've shared um, over the last few years. So that's, um, that's all we got. Um, so I will uh, go around the room and I believe, uh, Brian, I think you were first, you were first online. So. That was good. Um, uh, that was great, Tom. Thank you so much for the teaching. Always a pleasure. Um, I was, as you were going through that in the, the Big Mac debate. I don't think anybody should ever eat a Big Mac, but that's probably another conversation entirely. Um, just the 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 hindrances and the 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 defilements coming through this Suda and through your teaching, the doubt and the uncertainty and the the ill will and the self harm. Right, like those are just all hindrances to the practice. And you know, without without wise restraint and concentration, those bleed out into the world 
and impact others, right? And, and it, it takes that wise restraint to recognize those hindrances and abandon them, where then we become calm and peaceful in the world uh, and have that have that presence and effect on others. So thank you, my friend. Thanks, Brian. Um, Julia, I believe uh, you were next. Hi, good morning. What a wonderful sutta, and you did a really nice job. Uh, so um, the Dhamma has really is so beneficial. And this the um what the Buddha says about the diamond and the um and the tree. <laughs> I forget the exact wording he used, but basically relating it to self-destruction. And it's like the Dhamma gives us the ability to um, just recognize when we're being harmful, you know, sooner and sooner. Like, so we don't, so the self-destruction isn't prolonged and like that diamond and the, and the, the tree, like, gives us the ability to kind of reverse it and recognize it rather than keep digging this hole of, of, uh, of self-destruction. So, and realize like, you know, when I'm, when I'm being self-destructive, just, just recognize it, take a breath. And now yeah. the next moment, it's like, it doesn't have to be, Oh, I'm, I just did that. Or I just like constantly. And uh, yeah, this, practicing this for I think it's been almost a year for me is just is is is, is just so beneficial and I, I love yeah. it yeah likewise I love it and I and I think um John I'm sure he said it to you many times as well but would always reiterate the importance of be be kind to yourself be kind to yourself and I'd be like yeah 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 whatever be kind to yourself yeah I heard that <laughs> like it's so sure, John. It? Yeah, sure, sure. But it's important because because as you do this work, you realize what uh, you know. You realize what a fool you are, right? And because it shines a light on it, you're like, oh, I've done that. Like almost it it creates even more awareness of how you're creating suffering for yourself. Um, right. And so <laughs> if you're not kind to yourself it's it could you could go down the wrong path right and be like oh i can't believe what i'm doing to myself um, and so i think that if it, it's that wisdom coupled with that sort of compassion of like hey this is tough right this is tough work and uh we're really privileged to have found these teachings and we're and we're we're lucky to have this opportunity to do that work and and to uh and we just have to be kind to ourselves in the process because if not we'll give up i know we really it's it's so crucial to to be gentle with ourselves and yeah. and then it reflects on other people and then other people can 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 like if if we present as calm like the world not saying that we can change the world or anything but naturally the situations we're in just become more much more calm and the people around us become more calm and and yeah you, you really see it seriously yep 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 Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Julia, for sharing. Um, and it says Deborah on screen, but I'm pretty sure that's uh, Jeff. Yeah, still Jeff. <laughs> Good to see you, Tom. Thanks for that. It was well done. Very well done. 
Uh, yeah, very timely for me, self-care. I, I, uh, uh, my, uh, my position, my job here, which takes up a lot of my time, is, is a lot like being the, the vegan dropped behind uh, the Big Mac enemy lines. Uh, and, and I have I have to remind myself uh, on a pretty regular basis that my job is not to uh, try to change everybody's mind, and my job is not to solve the problems of the world, even though I get paid supposedly to solve problems in the world. Um, mm. So yeah, it's it's a very timely pseudo for me. Very very well taught, I thought. Um, Harmless and helpful is going to become my 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 new motto. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's really really. Uh, um, that that and I thought that that sort of the 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 last line there: "Do not neglect one's own welfare for the sake of another." However, enticing, knowing clearly one's own welfare first, that this disciple can now be intent upon calm is a beautiful summation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's so it's so concise, isn't it? It's so concise and direct. Um, yeah. And I agree. Those two words: harmless, be harmless and helpful. How how much more simple could you get? Yeah. Right? And yeah, almost it covers almost everything if particularly related to how we relate to the world yes indeed thank you Pretty. all right thank hello. you hello tom this is deborah oh hi deborah you are yep yep hi okay. please Thank you. Not uh, known, but ever, others do. I was uh, sick for a couple of weeks and uh, sort of well for the next couple of weeks. Um, one of my downfalls when you're sick in our family, you get ice cream, which is off, <laughs> which is totally off limits me at this point in my life, but yet I had a bowl because I desperately wanted to feel better. Is that Jeff's fault? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was my that was my contribution to the rehabilitation. There you go. We're being helpful. <laughs> but maybe not harmless. <laughs> Since that um having difficulty getting back on the uh, right on numerous levels, not not just for food. But um, it's difficult right now. I work in an environment where the kids readers they Yahoo here and the atmosphere at work is Less than desirable. Everybody mm. wants to go. So I'm mm. working really hard on how harmless and helpful every day. Yeah. So today's pseudo was like Jeff says, finally, to keep reminding myself that 
harmless and helpful is necessary all day long. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to be, yeah, coming back to what we were sharing a moment ago, to be to be kind to yourself or gentle to yourself, right? When when life is tough, when 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 we, you know for whatever reason we struggle to struggle to practice or we or we struggle to apply the teachings or 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 we're faced with some kind of conflict in our lives yeah yeah i've been beating myself up for not uh, uh behaving the way i want to behave yeah well make sure you're kind to yourself or john will get really angry with you <laughs> okay, I'll wait to meet John. <laughs> um, okay, thanks, Deborah. Um, Jen, I can see you. Um, that was so great, Tom. Thank you so much for that. This is gonna be like I'm just gonna listen to this one over and over again. I think in my car. Um, it was just had so many great nuggets in it, and is. Um, yeah, the, the, you were talking in the beginning about like this, the self-care being like this, having this, um, meaning to it in, in the world today that is essentially harmful and not at all helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know that it has this kind of gather achieve get bolster ego aspect to it um and uh as soon as it's like i have to get this or i have to make this or i have to yeah, any of that stuff is really not remaining harmless and helpful. And even that phrase like remain harmless and helpful, like remain is all, that's just staying as you are already. Mm. And it's not, you know, moving away from as you are and like, and, you know, and also like <clears throat> judging and competing with others. I find like, even when it comes to self-care, I tend to judge and compete with myself, like former versions of myself or future versions of myself. So that too is like, you know, that's helpful in like discerning and, and recognizing distraction and like, you know, getting nudged back to the present, staying present with, mm. with what's occurring and, and what is happening. And because that is ultimately the self-care is, is staying present with what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the only way to really take care of your mind is obviously with the Dhamma and that's staying fully present. But 
if you want to talk about taking care of your physical body, if you don't even know where you are, if you can't be present with what's happening, you're not going to know how to yeah. take care of yourself. And there's even, you know, in that I, I love what you shared about remain, you know, the importance of that word remain. I think it's so it's again, even as a now a relatively experienced Dharma practitioner, like when I hit trouble, I have this tendency to want to find a quick solution out there. Right. So it yeah. could be like maybe read a self-help book or and you'll somehow convince yourself that but there is some sort of quick fix that you have to go towards and you have to you have to get or do and and yeah remain right yeah stay still yeah sit um yeah observe your mind that, that's all you have to do um and that diamond you'll find that diamond you'll uncover it you'll realize it was there all along yeah yeah thank thanks. you thanks jen um zach Thank you for the teaching. Um, as Jen was yeah. talking, I I just thought about in the event of loss of air cabin pressure, secure your own mask. Yeah, yeah. And then help others. Um, I don't know why that that rang true. I think yeah. we all know why that rang true, given the teaching today. Um, but I'm reminded of of something that John said to me yesterday, which is, um, you know, we we invite or we shoot the second arrow. I think there's the nature of, of the human life we've been given is, is suffering in some instances. And that's the first and it's, it's our reaction to it. Um, that, uh, invites the second arrow. Um, and, and this restrained path is, is the acknowledgement of the first and the, the path to avoiding the second, maybe avoiding is not the right word, but yep. So share that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think avoiding is, I think if we can avoid distraction, if we can avoid stress, I think it's a, it's a good, um, you know, it's a lot easier to avoid it in the first place than for, you know, and so we do have some, you know, we can make decisions in our life, which will, which we know will lead to more stress or, or potentially avoiding that stress. So I think, I think, I think we can live our lives in such a way as to avoid stress, but we also know at the same time that stress is still inevitable in one way or another. We won't probably better hundred percent avoid it. Um, at least not, 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 not until perhaps we're, we're, we're fully, fully awakened. So, um, and even then dukkha will occur, right? Well, even then we'll get old, we'll, we'll get sick. We'll, we'll eventually, um, so all those around us will. So, um, yeah. Anyway, thank you. Thank, and I, I, I like the the analogy of the um, yeah the mask. Yeah, because we're in a position, and that's why they say it in airplanes, isn't it? So because you're 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 only in a position to help others around you if you can breathe um, properly yourself, and if you're calm yourself, if you're panicking yourself and you can't breathe, you you're no use to anyone else. And I, I think so. I think it's a great analogy actually for 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 these teachings. So yeah, thanks, thanks, Zach, um, Becky. Hi, Tom. Hi. That was a, it was a brilliant teaching, Tom. Uh, you brought out, like Jen said, all the nuggets. 
It was very, very thoughtful. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> what hit me as, as many other people was the harmless, remain harmless and helpful. And I think the remain part of that is something that is really, really important and we don't realize because I know when I'm having difficulty with something, it doesn't matter what it is, I often try to figure out a way out, to figure it out. And I have learned through the Dharma that you just be with it. You just spend the day being with whatever. It could be painful. It could be difficult. But if you just be with it, and this is, this is, this is how, this is what I am today. This is what's happening today. This is, this is it. And eventually that will lead to wisdom and you will be able to then go on and even with, with a plan that resolves the problem helpfully and harmlessly to both yourself and those around you. Well said. So, thank you, that, that's, that's what hit me today. So thank you, Tom, so <clears throat> nice to see you. <clears throat> see you soon on the retreat, I hope. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to be there, but oh. I'm glad I got to see you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Becky. Um, okay, over to the big, the big boss man. The big boss man. Don't you ever forget it. <laughs> I am the big boss man. Um, uh, outstanding teaching, Tom, as always. Uh, you. you yeah, you got you brought out all the nuggets, as Dhamma mm. teacher Jen wants to say. Mm. It's a great way of putting it. Uh, the the most I, you hear me say it often. The most loving thing I can do for myself and all other sentient beings is to take to the Dhamma and awaken. And for a human being who cares about other human beings, which is the essence of most human beings, uh, to understand how to do that has been the most important lesson in my life. Because like most people, I was born to think that if I can let people know what a great savior I am, they won't notice what a failure I am. Mm -hmm. And the Dhamma taught me that I'm not a failure, I'm a human being. The Dhamma taught me that dukkha occurs as a consequence of having a human life. And if within that human life, I can learn to not be distracted by dukkha, but rather learn to be harmless first, not contribute to the dukkha, to the stress already present in the world, whether I'm here or not. And then if I can be helpful to do something that's helpful, which I found mostly is to remain calm and not get involved, not, mm -hmm. not, not, be, become antagonistic 
against people that might not think the way that I think or act the way that I think that might be acting in a hurtful way, in an obviously hurtful way, still none of my business because the most important thing I can do is to remain calm. You know, it, 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 that is the essence of self-care, isn't it? To know what I am, to know that I'm a human being. And so we describe awakening within this Sangha and within this aspect of the Buddha's Dhamma as remaining harmless. You know, and if I can do that first with myself, then I can do it with everyone with ease. It's not a struggle. And so mm. calm is maintained no matter what's occurring in the world. But it's all rooted in that understanding that first noble truth. Dukkha occurs. And if I don't take it personal, it has nothing to do with me. So thank you for an excellent teaching. Thank you, John. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's in that sense, it's almost it's harmless first, really, isn't it? And then we are in a position to be helpful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we, we're, yeah. we're an example of that. You know, we're the, the, our our classes and the way we practice the Sangha is an ongoing example of remaining harmless. You know, we're simply it's really just following the rules, you know, following the Eightfold Path. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thanks, John. Um, who else do we have in the room? Oh, Ram. Hi, Tom. Uh, thank you for this. Um, that last line has this this little uh, word in it, um, not to um, try and fix others, however enticing it is. Uh, oh, who wrote that? Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, and it is so enticing to, yeah. you know, you see all the suffering, you know, even if you just see the suffering that goes on in the world to try and fix that, or you see, you know, how uh, people around you are doing it so much worse than you are. You know? So <laughs> you're going to tell them, you know, how, how it's, how, how you do it, you know, how you, how you get it done. Um, it's so enticing to do that before you are really established in your in your own practice uh, and and you have that have that calm at that point you know it 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 um you don't even have to go out of your way to uh to to be helpful to others uh, but if you if you go out of your way to be helpful to others it will likely blow up in your face <laughs> <laughs> done many times, uh, and that echo is one of the first lines where where um, he says to be well established in in the Dharma before you even teach others. Mm -hmm. You know those those two things, uh, those two lines go together very well, um, mm -hmm. and and where you really make sure that you have, you know. That you're you're teaching an eightfold path, and, and you know I taught a four or fivefold path for a while you know, <laughs> to to those I thought needed some teaching, and uh, and it just doesn't work. It just gets you your you, it gets you into into bigger trouble. It gets you away from from the Dharma, really. But thank you for that teaching. Thank you, Ram. Yeah. Thank you, Ram. Um, is there anyone else in the room that we've missed?
David. David's hiding. He's hiding behind the computer so he can move the camera. He's our oh, wow. Okay, doing the work behind the scenes. Are you, um, well. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, thank you so much. Uh, again, uh, not a lot to add just because of all the great feedback from the Sangha. But just to piggyback off what Ram just said, to take things out of the Eightfold Path and to do a four or a five or a nine, that's harmful mm. because right. Right. The, it's a limiting path, mm -hmm. the Eightfold Path. Mm -hmm. And to think that we can tweak it, it usually we're making accommodations for our own greed and aversion. Mm. And, mm. you know, maybe inadvertent part, you know, being harmful. But again, I'm sure Ram's experience was probably pretty harmful. So we're trying to, mm. you know, trim that sail to think that you're making it better mm. in actuality or yeah. you're, you're causing harm. So, uh, and I guess that that again ties in with with being i mean presumably when ram or whoever would do that and we've probably all done it to an extent at some point we're trying to be helpful right but we're we're not being helpful with 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 real wisdom um you know so, so we're also, helpful, uh, but yeah. also hurtful yeah there's also a, a fair bit of ego involved still you know when you're, mm. when you're yeah. Um, yeah trying to tweak the dharma to uh to see oh yeah I, I can i can fix this situation here and and all yeah uh, uh it will be um beneficial for me <clears throat> and just the just the tie back to your original you know self-help in the modern world and you know all those things might be tactically and helpful but it's not resolving basic understanding of dukkha, you know, to understand suffering. And, you know, this path is a, a way to put what you're understanding into a, a framework versus, you know, just plucking out this mindfulness that exists out mm -hmm. in the modern world. And, there's no resolution to, to, you know, to right view. So mm -hmm. again, it's, it's, John says, this is an opportunity and that's what this is. It's an opportunity to, you know, you know, work this April path. So thank you, Tom, for someone who yeah. so much to say. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you everyone. Um, so I, I'm afraid I don't have, um, Generally. meta. Um, yeah. if someone else can read can it, I'll read be it. I can read it, John, if you want, Tom. I keep saying John, just have it. <laughs> so, um, find your relaxed meditation posture. This is the Karaniya Meta Sutta. This is what is done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. They are able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, 
They remain unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways. They are peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature. They do not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. Always mindful that all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, they are great for the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born. They are always mindful to not deceive another or despise any being in any state. They, are ab they abandon anger and ill will with ease, never wishing harm upon another, even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child. So with a boundless heart, the wise disciple cherishes all living beings. They radiate kindness over the entire world spreading upwards to the skies <clears throat> and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, they remain they maintain refined mindfulness. This is said to be the sublime abiding by not holding to fixed views, the pure hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, abandoned ignorance of four noble truths. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Tom. Thank great you, Tom. quest. Thank you, Tom. Everyone. Okay. Have a great Saturday. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Tom. <laughs>